Good morning, all. I want to talk to you about two topics from our study this week. One is the gathering, and the other is Zion. Now, they're related topics, although you likely wouldn't think so at first. So let's begin with Zion. What does a Zion community look like? Perhaps we should look at the scriptures. Let's look at Doctrine and Covenants 97. Therefore, verily, thus saith the Lord, let Zion rejoice, for this is Zion, the pure in heart. Therefore, let Zion rejoice, while all wicked shall mourn. We get a definition there. Zion is defined as the pure in heart. And sometimes the term is also used to describe a physical location. Enoch City was called Zion. In our study this week, we will learn about the new Jerusalem to be called Zion. So have Zion societies ever existed on the earth? Well, actually, two times, and a third is yet to come. So the first one is the city of Enoch. In Moses seven eighteen, we read, And the Lord called his people Zion, because they were of one heart and one mind, and dwelt in righteousness, and there was no poor among them. Now the second Zion society was the Nephite Zion. If you look at 4th Nephi 1, 1 through 3, it says, And it came to pass that the thirty and fourth year passed away, and also the thirty and fifth, and behold, the disciples of Jesus had formed a church of Christ in all the lands round about. And as many as did come unto them and did truly repent of their sins, were baptized in the name of Jesus, they did also receive the Holy Ghost. It came to pass in the thirty and sixth year, the people were all converted unto the Lord upon all the land both Nephites and Lamanites. There were no contentions and disputations among them, and every man did deal justly one with another. And they had all things in common among them. Therefore, there were not rich and poor, bond and free, but they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. Now the third one is yet to come, and that's the new Jerusalem. 3 Nephi 20, 31 through 33, and 3 Nephi 21, 22 through 24. Both of those are in our study this week. Let's look at 3 Nephi 20, 31 through 33. And they shall believe in me that I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and shall pray unto the Father in my name. Then shall their watchmen lift up their voice, and with a voice together shall they sing, for they shall see eye to eye. Then will the Father gather them together again and give unto them Jerusalem for the land of their inheritance. And then 3 Nephi 21, 22 through 24. But if they will repent and hearken unto my words and harden not their hearts, I will establish my church among them and they shall come in unto the covenant and be numbered among the remnant of Jacob, unto whom I have given this land for their inheritance. And they shall assist my people, the remnant of Jacob, and also as many of the house of Israel as shall come, 
and they may build up a city which shall be called New Jerusalem. And then shall they assist my people that they may be gathered in, who are scattered upon all the face of the land in unto the New Jerusalem. What does a Zion person look like? From those scriptures, we learn they're unified in heart and mind. They're righteous. They have faith in Christ. They're repentant. They've been baptized. They have the Holy Ghost. There's no poor because they care and share with one another. There's no contention. They deal justly with each other. There's no rich or poor, bond and free, but they are all partakers of the heavenly gift. They're soft-hearted, not hard-hearted. They're covenant makers and covenant keepers. Let's just pause for a second. Look at our country. Can you imagine what our country would be like if we were unified in heart and mind, if the people were righteous and had faith in Christ, were repentant, were baptized, had the gift of the Holy Ghost, not a few, but all the people. There would be no poor because we would share and care for everyone. There would be no contention we would deal justly with each other. We wouldn't need judges. We wouldn't need courts. We wouldn't need prisons. We wouldn't need police. We wouldn't need any of that. There would be no rich or poor, bond or free, but everyone would partake of the heavenly gift. Everyone would be teachable and soft-hearted and caring and compassionate. Everyone would be covenant makers and covenant keepers. What a different land and country we would have. Well, this covenant relationship that we enter into in bapti at baptism is us being gathered to the house of Israel. We then assist others to gather into Israel. How does this happen? Well, missionary work comes to mind, sharing what we know with others, offering a Book of Mormon to a friend. There are also family members who have crossed the veil at death and need us to help them enter into the covenants and to be gathered. Now temples are closed, and while they're op opening, but it's still on a limited basis, what can we do to further the cause on the other side of the veil. Well, we can do family history work or indexing. Do you have a weekly goal for redeeming the dead, for doing family history work, for research, or for indexing? And maybe you younger folks could start by learning about one ancestor each week. In General Conference, President Nelson taught us another aspect of gathering. Now Jacob, we remember, had a struggle before the Lord, and it lasted throughout the night. And in the morning, the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel, or 
God will prevail. President Nelson said at conference, are you willing to let God prevail in your life? Are you willing to let God be the most important influence in your life? Will you allow his words, his commandments, and his covenants to influence what you do each day? Will you allow his voice to take priority over any other? Are you willing to let whatever he needs you to do take precedence over every other ambition? Are you willing to have your will swallowed up in his? Any time we are building the faith of another, we are assisting in the work of the gathering. We are certainly blessed to be a part of the greatest work happening on the earth today. So the challenge question, what will you do this week to aid in the gathering? Have a great week, and remember to always follow the Savior's admonition to come follow me.